Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. NVIDIA ARB deal blocked. Your news update and Royce and I police crypto on this edition of State of the Bands Weekend starting right now. Hello and welcome to Arbitrage, State of the Bands Weekend for December 4th, 2021. I'm Joshua Stark. America's employers slowed the pace of their hiring in November, adding 210,000 jobs, the lowest monthly gain in nearly a year. But Friday's report from the Labor Department also showed the nation's unemployment rates humbled from 4.6 to 4.2%, evidence that many people reported that they had a job. That is a historically low jobless rate, though still above the pre-pandemic level of 3.5%. Overall, the November jobs figures point to a job market and an economic recovery that look resilient, though under threat from a spike in inflation. Federal Trade Commission on Thursday sued to block graphics chip maker NVIDIA's $40 billion purchase of chip designer ARM, saying the deal would create a powerful company that could hurt the growth of new technologies. NVIDIA Corp., based in Santa Clara, California, said in 2020 that it was buying United Kingdom-based ARM Limited from Japanese technology giant SoftBank to create the world's premier computing company for the age of AI. But the deal immediately raised concerns that ARM would abandon its business model of licensing chip designs to hundreds of tech companies, including many of NVIDIA's competitors. A disinformation network with ties to China used hundreds of fake social media accounts, including one belonging to a fictitious Swiss biologist, to spread unfounded claim that the U.S. pressured scientists to blame China for the coronavirus, Facebook said Wednesday. Facebook did not directly attribute the network to the Chinese government, but it noted employees of Chinese state-run companies and the country's state-run media worked to amplify the misleading claims, which were soon the subject of news headlines in China. In effect, it worked like an online hall of mirrors, endlessly reflecting the original fake persona and its anti-U.S. disinformation, according to Ben Nemo, who leads investigations into disinformation at Meta, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram. The operation began in July when a Facebook account was created in the name of Wilson Edwards, a self-professed Swiss biologist. That same day, the account user claimed, without evidence, that U.S. officials were using enormous pressure and even intimidation to get scientists to back calls for renewed investigations into the origin of the virus. In northern Denmark, an IKEA showroom turned into a vast bedroom. Six customers and about two dozen employees 
were stranded by a snowstorm and spent the night in the store sleeping in the beds that are usually on show. Up to 30 centimeters or 12 inches of snow fell, trapping the customers and employees when the department store in Alberg closed on Wednesday evening. We slept in the furniture ex exhibitions and our showroom on the first floor where we have beds, mattresses, and sofa beds. Store manager Peter Elmos told the Extra Bladet tabloid people could pick the exact bed they've always wanted to try. Elmos said they spent the evening watching television and eating, adding it went super well. It's been a good night. All fun. More after this on Arbitrage State of the Band's weekend. Make sure you stick around. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This week's State of the Bands blog includes games to help in the real world. We talk to our CMO, and Royce and I talk about crypto law enforcement. All this and more in this week's State of the Bands blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com and .org. Now, let's go to the Chief Executive Officer of Arbitrage, Mr. Royce Wells. Royce, played any good games lately? Uh, League of Legends. Played any good games lately? <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> um, I've been looking at this uh, new samurai-themed game. Maybe you've heard of it? Oh, you're talking about Sekiro. No, I'm talking about Ghosts of Tsushima. Also, another great samurai game. Always got yeah. them, always got them confused. Yeah, I mean... They, they uh, I believe they run uh, the uh, 2021 uh, Game and Developers Choice Award. Yes, and the Game Awards for 2020. Nice. Um, well, do you know about the Watasumi Shrine that's in there? No, it's it's actually not part of the game. Uh, shrines are a big part of that game, but the yeah. Watasumi Shrine uh, is on Tsushima Island. Part. Wait, of, that's a real island? It is part of the Nagasaki nice. Nagasaki Pro. Prefecture. I can't say it. So, okay, so why did they choose to put that in the game? Or not put that in the game, rather? I don't know, but it's very cool that people can go to this and and see it. Uh, it's a real island with real shrines, and the uh, Watasumi Shrine was damaged by a typhoon yep, back in, in 2020. 2020. Yep, I remember that. Because of Ghost of Tsushima... Uh, some people have gotten together and a crowdfunding page has started nice. to help cover those repairs. See, I told you gamers and uh, gaming companies care. They do. And not only that, but you know, uh, Ubisoft, Ubisoft developer of the Assassin's Creed series. Yes. The much maligned Assassin's Creed Unity features Notre Dame Cathedral. And what happened to Notre Dame Cathedral back in 2019? 
It had a little bit of a fire. Had a little bit of an oopsie, didn't it? Yeah. Um, Emmanuel Macron said, we are going to rebuild it. He he uh, immediately swore this. Um, but Assassin's Creed Unity, of course, featured it. And all of a sudden, Ubisoft comes up with $566,000 to help with that restoration. Man, that, that is a beautiful story. I, I love the fact that um, the game developers and companies are willing to basically make sure that what's in the game still remains a monument or a fixture in the real world um, so that way people do get the opportunity to go actually really go see it. So uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, yeah, um, it was derided when it came out because, I mean, it had bugs and optimization problems, microtransactions, the companion app, a controversy over lack of women character models, da-da-da-da-da. Man, Debbie Downer. But, <laughs> but for the most part, the Assassin's Creed line is generally historically accurate. So they That's had true. a great model of the Notre Dame Cathedral, and now Ubisoft is helping out. Man, I love that. I love that. More after this on Arbitrage, State of the Bands Weekend. Wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn. But not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day, and it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Well, we all know now that Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey, who was the social platform's first CEO in 2007 until he was forced out the following year, then returned to the role in 2015, is once again out of the job. This time, he says, by choice. It's the end of six tumultuous years at the social platform, during which Twitter has been plagued by slow growth, weathered an investor revolt, grappled with accusations of failure to deal with problems of hate speech, harassment, and other harmful activity, and finally took the extraordinary step of banning a sitting U.S. president for creating a danger to public safety during the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. In a letter posted on his Twitter account, Dorsey said he was really sad, yet really happy, about leaving the company and that it was his decision. Dorsey offered no specific reasons for his resignation beyond an abstract argument that Twitter, where he spent 16 years in various roles, should break away from its founding and founders. Dependence on company founders, he wrote, is severely limiting. 
Twitter named its current chief technology officer, Parag Agrawal, as CEO, effective Monday. Dorsey will remain on the board until his term expires in 2022. Agrawal joined Twitter in 2011 and has been CTO since 2017. By mid-afternoon, Twitter shares were down almost 2% at 4638. Dorsey defended the ban of former President Donald Trump, saying his tweets after the Capitol riot endangered public safety and created an extraordinary and untenable circumstance for the company. Trump sued Twitter, along with Facebook and YouTube, in July for alleged censorship. If he's actually stepping away from Twitter this time, Dorsey leaves behind a mixed legacy, said Paul Barrett, director, uh, deputy director of the NYU Stern Center for Business and Human Rights, a platform that's useful and potent for quick communication, but that but one that's been exploited by a range of bad actors, including former President Donald Trump, who did his best on Twitter to undermine democracy until Dorsey's people finally had enough and shut him down. Dorsey has faced several distractions as CEO, starting with the fact that he's also founder and CEO of the payments company Square. Some big investors have openly questioned whether he could effectively head both companies. Last year, Twitter came to an agreement with two of those activist investors that kept Dorsey in the top job and gave a seat on the company board to Elliott Management Corp., which owned about 4% of Twitter stock and another to Silver Lake. Agrawal is a safe pick who should be looked upon as favorably as by investors, wrote CFRA research analyst Angelo Zeno, who noted that Elliott had pressured Dorsey to step down. Elliott released a statement Monday saying Agrawal and Taylor were the right leaders for Twitter at this pivotal moment for the company. While Twitter has high-profile users like politicians and celebrities and is a favorite of journalists, its user base lags far behind old rivals like Facebook and YouTube and newer ones like TikTok. It has just over 200 million daily active users, a common industry metric. Dorsey expressed his confidence in Agrawal and new board chairman Brett Taylor, who is president and COO of the business software company Salesforce. More after this on Arbitrage State of the Bands Daily, including your winners and losers. Stick around. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
we're sitting here with Annette Egner, who is our chief marketing officer at Arbitrage. Welcome to the show, Annette. Hello. Hello. All right. So what's your job here? Obviously, I'm the chief marketing officer. I just said that, didn't I? You did. But I didn't start out there. I started out as the VP of marketing and sales for the company and was recently promoted. And I believe it was July. Good for you. Well, thank I you. I was too. I know. Isn't that cool? <laughs> All right. So what led you here? So I've known Royce for a very long time, and he got me into investing, and I was not happy where I was currently working. And the time and fate just kind of aligned, and he was looking to bring somebody on, and so it just was the right moment for me to jump over here. A lot of these interviews have been, man, I met this crazy guy who loves numbers, and he just drew me in, and yeah, it's pretty much the way it's right. with me, yeah. <laughs> So speak a little bit more about your background. What did you do? How did you, I mean, how do you know what you know and what you, what you bring to the table here? So I have a degree in graphic design and I've been in sales my whole career. And so we're in some of the sales I've done have involved using the graphic design. So, and I like to be creative and make things. Yep. We're both creators. I, I just do a little bit of the video and the audio. It's, it's kind of kind of fun around here because we're all passionate about this place and what we do, you know. So it's it's really a cool thing to have a group of people that you can play off of and and really enjoy being here, right? So speaking of enjoying things, what do you do to relax? So my big passion right now is exercise. I love to work out and I'm a very avid reader. I probably read a book every two or three days. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Pretty cool. Just to pull back the curtain a little bit, I know that you have something underneath your desk and you're constantly exercising. Can you explain that? Yeah, I have a elliptical stationary elliptical machine under my desk that I pedal on every day. And my goal is to do, to try to do six miles while I'm here. I kid you not. Every time I go into your office, you're always on the thing. I don't know how you do it. I really don't because I'd just be exhausted the entire day. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, You'd love it when she got started. I don't know. Annette's kind of, Annette's kind of encouraging me to be healthier. Yes. I've got the standing desk. You notice I'm not using the standing desk right now, but you know, little steps, ba right? Right, baby steps. There you go. There you go. All right. What's something else you like to do for fun? Well, I'm very into the arts, like theater and concerts, but that's kind of been put on hold. It a has, has Yeah, but it's starting to open up just a little bit. So I'm actually going to see my first show at the Orpheum. I think it's February. So I'm really excited about okay, that. Okay, what show? I think it's Hades Town. Oh, I saw that uh, maybe last year or year before last. They were huge in the Tonys. Yeah. It's an amazing show. You're I'm so it. excited. Yeah. So we're all about money here. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you have to have to survive. But it's, it's something we enjoy talking about because we like to see people who are successful. We like to help people succeed around here. It's what arbitrage is. If you had unlimited money, what's the first thing you would do and why? The first thing I would do would be book a trip to Italy. That has been my dream vacation place for many, many years, and I have not made it over there yet. So, 
Italy's amazing. I've heard. I I kind of want to do the European thing though. You know, I want to go to I want to go to England. I want to go to France. I want to go to you know all all those places around there. Uh, very cool. It's another thing that's going to open up, hopefully. Hopefully soon. You know, hopefully soon. But Annette, it's been great to have you in the studio today. Thank you so much for coming to see us. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> More after this on Arbitrage Weekend. Stick around. See on page four that the projections need to be tornado next Thursday. Seriously? Thursday. Can't do that. Uh-uh. This is really inconvenient. I have yoga that day. I have no time for this. So. I can't do Thursday, but I can do Friday. Disasters don't plan ahead. You can. Talk to your loved ones about how you're going to be ready in an emergency. Don't wait. Communicate. Get those checkbooks out, investors. It's Winners and Losers Banking Edition. This winner up 16% provides various commercial and consumer banking services. The company accepts various deposit products like checking, savings, depend deposit, money market deposit, term certificate, and individual retirement accounts, as well as certificates of deposit. United Bank shares, symbol UBOH, starts at $26.34 a share. Next, this winner up 9% provides general retail and commercial banking services to individuals, businesses, associations and organizations, and governmental authorities in Virginia. It offers checking, savings, individual retirement and health care savings accounts, as well as overtime deposits, including money market accounts and certificates of deposit. Bank of the James Financial Group, symbol BOTJ, starts at $16.40 a share. Last, this winner up 6% provides various consumer, mortgage, and commercial financial products. It offers retail banking services such as demand, savings, and time deposits, checking and money market accounts, secured and unsecured consumer loans, and mortgage loans, and safe deposit boxes, holiday club accounts, and money orders. AmeriServe Financial, symbol ASRV, starts at $144.99 a share. Losers this week down 8%. Siebert Financial engages in the retail discount brokerage and investment advisory businesses. It offers discount brokerage services, including a traditional trading through a broker on the telephone or through the internet to retail clients, securities lending, equity stock plans, and market-making services, independent retail execution services, retail customer services, and various value-added services such as access to account information. With symbol SIEB, it starts at 282 a share. And last, at 5% down, Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce provides various financial products and services to personal, business, private sector, public sector, and institutional clients in Canada, the United States, and internationally. The company operates through four strategic business units. Canadian Personal and Business Banking, Canadian Commercial Banking and Wealth Management, U.S. Commercial Banking and Wealth Management, and Capital Markets. With symbol CM, it starts at $114.08 a share. Winners and Losers is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute advice in trading. Percentages and stock prices were current as of time of recording. Arbitrage Trade Analytics LLC is solely responsible for the content of this podcast, but you should seek out the assistance of a licensed professional for investment advice. 
More after this. Stick around. Okay, so Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's? Yep. And Josh, you're going to? Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice. Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep, and my dorky dad hat, and I'm going to do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it! Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard time. It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time. What, what? No! Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager. Learning the lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Royce, you've tossed me into the wild, wild west of crypto. And I couldn't be happier making some money trying to trying to get that thing going. Yeah. But it's a good place to be. It's a good place to be, yeah. But the largest exchange for trading Bitcoin, uh, the head of that, uh, Mr. Zhao, is saying it needs to be regulated. That kind of sounds like not a good thing to me because we're having fun here. Binance, what? right? So Binance is huge, right? The right. only thing is with Binance, th- did you know that they limit what you can do in the U.S.? A lot of people can't. There's Binance.com and then there's Binance.us. Aha! Uh-huh. And so Binance.com lets you tr- tr- uh, trade a myriad of other coins that Binance.us does not have access to, right? Really? Yeah, I think that. They're asking for regulations because more people are stepping up to the table that basically may not be um, from where they are coming from. Meaning like the crypto.coms of the world, the Coinbase of the world. Basically, more exchanges are popping up. And because these exchanges are popping up, people are handling. And it's supposed to be decentralized. But by you making these giant exchanges where people are being forced to go, you're actually making it very much so governed. You're centralizing the decentralization. Yes, and think about the guys that were out there, the pioneers, the, the Binance of the world, that basically they they have a large stakehold in that market. I'm thinking they're afraid that they're going to lose some market share. What do you say when CZ Zhao says that the the crypto platforms have an obligation to protect users and implement processes to prevent crimes and things like that. I mean, I absolutely agree with that because there. I'm, remember that Bitcoin has been used for ransomware. Bitcoin has been used basically. They they have basically hackers have used it as a uh, platform to do things that are not nice. Right? People have lost wallets. They they had to streamline how they were protected. Uh, Two factor authorization. They they put a lot of measures and they are they continue to put measures in place to protect the users 
But what do regulations have to do with those measures? That's security. That's not regulations. Well, I mean, Bitcoin is the biggest crypto in the it's world number currently. One. I, I'll give you that. It, it got up to $69,000, almost doubling in, well, more than doubling in two, 2021. And even El Salvador has said, hey, this is our cryptocurrency. Yeah, that that's as cryptocurrency is adopted by countries, not just people. Um, basically, I'm not sure. I think uh, the peso in, in another country was adopted. I think it was Venezuela. They basically said, hey, we're changing and cryptocurrency is now our official currency. Right. As it's adopted across the world. Yes, I think there will eventually have to be um, guidelines put in because basically um, it stops what currently exists. The repatriating of money. If, if it's not taxed from, for crossing a border, people are losing money, and people who have that money don't want to see their revenue stream dry up. So I think regulation is more for the country's uh, taxes than for the people. Well, we are the people, and we'll be right here with you next week. As soon as the market opens, we are Arbitrage, and you can find us at arbitragetrade.com and arbitragetrade.org. Have a great weekend. All right, later. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, is a privately held market research company. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, is solely responsible for the preparation and distribution of the content of this podcast. The opinions offered in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to be investment advice. Seek a duly licensed professional for investment advice. For more information about the informational research and services offered by Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, please visit Arbitrage trade.com Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.